So I wanted to present something I feel really passionate about. It's one of my favorite topics, and it is warrior chemistry. It's the power God has given us to overcome fear in our lives and to overcome deception in our lives. So warrior chemistry is underneath the umbrella of Heavenly Father's plan when he created his children. And we trained and prepared and got ready to come here so we would be successful and courageous and proved ourselves to come in a day when we needed lots of courage and we would need lots of integrity to be successful. He created something for us that would help us to fight opposition in our own mind and in our own heart to shift to a place of confidence in the presence of God and knowing that I can use the power that God gives me called warrior chemistry to neutralize what my enemy is doing to get me to lose battles in my life, my personal battles. And a lost battle, if you're not familiar with that, is anything we do outside of our value system. It can be as simple as I just yell too much. I withdraw all the time and don't know how to socialize with people. I eat too many cookies. Yeah, it could be, it could be so many things. So I, I hope that when I'm presenting, you'll consider something in your life that you are passionate about that you would like to overcome and just consider what I'm saying um, in regards to that behavior that you might do that's outside of your value system. When I first started on my journey, I started in a place where I just felt like I am so afraid. I feel so powerless. I feel so much shame. Um, I feel like I was so responsible for what's going on here. And I should have saved that. I should have prevented that. So just to start off, I'm going to tell you a little story. I was 24 years old had been married for two years, and was expecting my first baby. And I lived in the very first log cabin ever built in Springville, Utah. And I'm not even kidding, you could go underneath the house to the cellar where the vegetables were, and there were square nails in our home. There was a kitchen built off to one side, because it was obvious that it was just a little cabin that was a square. And then over the years, they built a kitchen off to one side of this house. So it was like, this is the add-on. I don't think they really knew what they were doing, but it's a kitchen. That's where you, the kitchen is. And then there was a very tiny living room, really teeny bathroom. And then up these little tiny stairs where the roof went like this was where our bed was. So my husband and I had, we had a water bed. That was tricky to get that up there. <laughs> we had a water bed. We had a table and chairs for the kitchen that came with the house. And I was sitting one night about, it was after 10 p.m. And I was sitting on our love seat that was covered with a sheet because I had found it by the side of the road with a free sign. And so I was sitting on that with my big tummy. I didn't have uh, a car because my husband uh, worked the graveyard shift and he was working all night. So I was there by myself. I didn't have a TV, a microwave, uh, uh, cell phones weren't a thing then. We had a rotary phone, like one of those that goes, 
look, we had one of those because someone gave it to us. It was free. And the only jack that you could plug it in at was in the kitchen, um, right next to the back door on the kitchen counter. There was one kitchen counter, and on the one end was the jack for the phone. And so the only place you could stand while you were speaking on the phone was by the back door. Okay? And so um, my husband's at work, and I always kind of felt like, you know, this is a really safe town. It's so safe here, and there's people are so nice here. And, and I've never been alone ever in my whole life. Just always have had somebody here with me. And on this night, past 10 o'clock, all of a sudden, in this very teeny living room with these curtains that I was sure anyone could come if they came right in, came right up to the window, they could see me in there. The door handle moved. The door handle moved. And I was like, hmm? Did the door handle just move? And then I saw the door handle move. I was like, that door and then I heard the door, like, you know, the door's locked. I knew the door was locked because I made sure the doors were locked. And the door handle moved. And then um, I didn't hear any knocking, but just some moving of around the door. Like, we're bumping your door kind of thing. And I was like, somebody's trying to get me. I think somebody's going to try to get me. And then whoever it was went to the window that I was sure anyone could see looking at me, right? Went to the window and did little tappies on the window. So, of course, my mind is going to the freakiest show I've ever seen in my life, right? And I'm thinking, I'm, I'm not safe at all. I'm really unsafe. And then I heard from the front of my door, I heard someone doing whatever they were doing out there, but it went from the front of my house all the way to the corner of that room. And then it started this way, and I hit the floor and crawled to the phone. I was thinking so fast, thinking of anything I could think of to, what can I do to save myself? I don't know how to fight anybody. I don't know what to do. And so I, and, um, I was crying. I grabbed the phone, and I did, you know, nine... One, one, you know, I'm sitting down and I have a butcher knife. I got our butcher knife and I have it in my hand. And I'm telling the woman, as soon as she said, I don't know what I do, what's your emergency? I said, this is my emergency. Someone is trying to get in my house. I need help now. And I was so terrified. I was so terrified. And I knew someone had staked out. This house with this all the lone lady with her big tummy that was really young and maybe they were attracted to pregnant ladies. I have no idea, but it was just the freakiest movie I could have ever seen. And it was going through my head and I was picturing myself trying to defend myself. And I actually was thinking about how your hand should hold a knife. I was actually thinking, how do your hand, how should my hand hold this knife so that if somebody tries to attack me, I have the ability to do something with this knife. I'd never had that thought before. How did your hand hold the knife? And so while I'm talking to this woman, the back door, it starts moving. And I just lost it. I'm whispering and I'm crying and I'm telling her, I need help now. 
Like they're coming in here. They're coming in right now. And so she said, she's, she's telling me the police is on, the police are on their way to stay on the phone with me. And so finally she says, the police are there. He says he's out front. And I could see out the little TD kitchen window that there were some lights out there right in front of my little cabin. And so I just sat there. I had gone right into shock and I was so afraid. And when I went into the living room to see the policeman, guess who came through my front door? It was my sister, just younger than me of three years. Um, and her husband had been playing a joke on me. <laughs> okay. So the evidence that I was going to be in danger and that I was going to be hurt was false, right? But it appeared so real that I literally went into shock. And I was so upset at my sister that I said my very first swear word in a screaming voice. <laughs> in my screaming voice, I just said, I thought, what's the nicest bad word I can say? You know? And so I just, I just yelled it. And she looked at me like, what is your problem? We're just being funny. Why'd you call the police? You know? And she just didn't think a thing of it. And oh, I was so upset. And it caused me so much trauma that I slept with a knife under my pillow forever after that. And that's not safe while you have a waterbed. Right? <laughs> so I really thought, well, I'm just really scared. Okay, but the reason I tell that story is because I think it's a great example of how real false evidence could be. Some of the most powerful things I learned was Karen, not every voice in your head is a trusted voice. And I was like, huh? What do you mean by that? Well, what I mean is, just like the Holy Ghost is a spirit and could speak and influence you, the adversary is also a spirit who can speak and influence you. And all those voices sound like your head. But for some reason, I never even connected that the negative voices in my head were not my voices. I always thought those were my voices. That was a huge truth to me. So a lot of my fear or false evidence that had been created over my life that appeared so real to me were, was that real that went in my head around and around and around that I'm not okay and that I'm not doing it right and that I'm not lovable and I'm probably worthless and all this evidence lines up to say I am this. And so the other huge truth I learned was that there is a science behind why I do dumb things. That was a game changer for me because here I was dealing with a child who I was like, why can't you just stop that? Why can't you just stop? How come you can't just figure it out or want to hard enough you know, badly enough to stop. Can you just stop because you want to really bad? And the answer was no. And so as a woman, as a mother, someone who's thinking, I only want innocence for my child, um, you think, oh man, 
what am I supposed to think about this child? Because they are, they can't stop themselves from doing that. But until I understood the science of why he was doing that, um, I couldn't even put a perspective on what I was dealing with. I couldn't even put a perspective on well, what I'm dealing with is someone who is a mortal being. He's a spirit, an incredible, powerful spirit. I know exactly who that guy is. And nobody could convince me different that he's any different. He's so amazing. Um, but I also know that he's a spiritual guy having a mortal experience. And that was such a game changer to me to understand, well, he's fighting an enemy that he can't even see, who's convinced him with the voices in his head that he's his own worst enemy. He's also uh, fighting an enemy that he can't even see, who's a 7,000-year-old military and psychological genius. And this boy is 11, 13, 15, 16, and he's discovering sexual chemistry and sexual self-mastery. And for me to understand the science behind why he did that was so beautiful. Because that's when I thought, you're messing with the wrong mom, Satan. You're messing with the wrong mom. And if you're going to do that, then here's what I'm going to do. And I became this warrior. I changed from being this powerless, shameful woman who just wanted to quit life because it was so painful to saying, oh, now I know what this means. Um, and recognizing all this false evidence appearing real has caused me so much fear about, can my son heal or not? Probably not. How long has he been doing this this long? And am I okay or not? Probably not, because your son is doing that, and now that son's doing that. Now your daughter did that. But I also understood that I have a power with my agency and with my body to use my reasons for fighting and why I care about that so much that I wouldn't give up on that. And also, I can stand in a place where I know this agency, the battle for my agency, is still going on here, just like it went on there. That someone is still trying to steal it, still trying to prove I don't deserve it, and that they can just control it. And um, so the more aware I was of that, the more ferocious I got. Just like in Ephesians 6, 10 and 11, it says, Be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that ye may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. And so today, in my presentation, I just want to suggest that, to me, something that has become the whole armor of God is the spirit that he's given us. And I feel so strongly about it that it makes me cry. So I want to share with you this scripture. It is, For God hath not given us the spirit of fear, but of power, and of love, and of a sound mind. Let's just talk about those three things. That the power that he's given us is our agency, our ability to choose how we think, how we feel, 
And once we understand the science behind how the adversary is trying to mess with us, we are teaching that there's only one enemy, just one. And it's not your spouse, it's not your child, and it's not your job, it's not your money, um, it's not your time. There's one enemy. And once you can recognize that one enemy and what he's trying to do to deceive you and distract you, so much power can be in your life. So I asked Stacy to write fear just a little like it didn't even matter. Because something I love to say is um, Heavenly Father's plan made it possible for us to kick the adversary's trash because we have a Savior. And through the Savior and His power that comes through His atonement can make all the difference in our lives. Because warrior chemistry is a powerful physical response with a spiritual reaction. So I'm going to say that again. Warrior chemistry is a, a powerful physical response with a spiritual reaction. Okay? So it's something that physically I can stimulate inside my body because I care so deeply about the things I care about. I care about my freedom. I care about my family. I understand why I'm fighting and why I'm not going to give up. But it also, it helps me to know that I can do that. But what makes it even more powerful is when I unite that spirit that God's given me with God. And I claim the things that I love on purpose. One of the things I do every day is to make my bed in a certain way. And the reason I make my bed like this is because I learned that if you do something again and again and again, you are training yourself to have some spiritual muscle memory so that when you are in a battle and you don't know quite what to do because you know this mood battle that I'm facing is so huge, I don't want to do with myself. I just want to do what feels like I need to do. Lose a battle, yell at people, or withdraw my love from people, or go eat cheesecake in the fridge. That will make me just numb out and feel better. That's what I'm going to do instead. When I pull my blankets up to make them straight in the morning, I say, I am a fearless warrior for Jesus Christ. I stand strong for truth and freedom. I am connected with the Savior at all times, committed to fulfill the plan for my life that we made together as I'm pulling these blankets up. And then I stand proudly in my own truth. And then I have pillows that go on my bed. This pillow is for my husband. And I say why I love him, why he matters to me, and why today I'm going to do everything I can to support any battle he's in. Because I'm the mom, I'm the wife, I'm the woman of this fortress that you don't want to mess with. Because I know that I'm going to be a spirit of power and of love and of a sound mind. I know that that's my spirit, that God gave it to me, and I know that Satan tries to pull me out of that spirit with fear. All of this. So with my husband, he would try to tell me, 
He doesn't understand you. He doesn't like to talk to you. When was the last time that guy kissed you? Right? All those things that get us going. Like, yeah, probably. Oh, yeah, that's probably right. I probably am not very lovable. Maybe he's driving me crazy. Maybe the reason we have these problems is because he's that, this, and this. And then the fear gets bigger and bigger and bigger till I think, I just don't like you very much. I think I'm just going to go in the other room and stay away from you always. Because when I'm by you, that makes me kind of sad. And this pillow on my bed is for this adult child and his family. When I think about him and what he's dealing with in his life, and this one is for my other adult child, my daughter and her family. And she has a husband in Afghanistan, and we just came home from her house visiting her in Colorado, and I just sent her a note this morning saying, thank you for reminding me even more strongly why I fight. Because to just watch her, what she does every day, I just thought, I fight for you. And I fight for you in this spirit. And so what do I do to fight for her? I get a pillow. (laughs) And I make my bed in the morning. But that is just to tell me, Karen, what's really going on here? This is not a hard life. This is a life you've chosen, a life you fought to live. And you did it so well that God said you could come now. And if he believes that you can be here now, then you can do this. No matter how big it feels, no matter how crazy and weird and messy you look, you can do this. And my next pill, my adult son and his children, who I never thought would be in the place he's in, but he is. And I love him, and I would never in a million years expect him to be in this place because he's so amazing. Incredible. And so I think, and the things I'm really worried about, like just this morning, I have two teenage children at home, an 18-year-old son and a 17-year-old daughter. Just this morning, if I know that child or that person in my family is struggling, Before I put that on my bed, I will kneel down with that pillow. Just like Captain Rune I did. And I will kneel at my bed holding that pillow that God knows this is her little thing she does every day. (laughs) And the reason she does this every day is because she knows that her helmet, it's her helmet that reminds her there is a great plan of salvation and it works, dang it. And the reason I know it works is because I finally figured out how to find the Savior. And I figured out that this is the Spirit He gave me. And I don't have to wait for it to show up. Don't have to wait till I'm a certain age for it to show up. He actually said, "Um, I just didn't give you the spirit of fear. I didn't give you that spirit. He says that. I gave you a spirit of power and of love and of a sound mind. That's the spirit I gave you. And so that says, go ahead and claim it, Karen. Claim that spirit, whether you feel it or not, because it's the one I gave you. So I'll kneel down, and just this morning, I, one of my teenage children is struggling, and I said to God, 
how much I love them and how incredible they are and how I know who they are and help me to be an instrument today for you in the great work that you have, the purpose you have in what she's doing. I want to know, I want you to know that my allegiance is with you. Not to go crazy worrying about her now that she's on fire. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> I, it's not about that. My, my spirit that God has given me, my warrior chemistry, that spirit that I have that keeps me in a place of love for that child also tells me you can't feel that love for the, that child unless you can feel the love of God. Because if you can feel that spirit that's powerful, full of love, then your mind is sound. And you can look at that and say, I love you. You're good. You're going to make it. And I have complete faith in that. But I could be pulled into this if I forget that I've been given this spirit. Our power is our why we fight. Our power is why we fight. It's our agency. It's I fight for my freedom. I fight to be a chooser. I fight to literally claim that I have the spirit. That's my power. I have the power to say, no, I don't have to think my life is stinky and that I can't do anything right. The evidence around me says, your life's probably stinky. And it's kind of hard. And there's some things that you have no idea what to do about. And I could focus right there. And as soon as Satan knows that I'm hooked right there, this is where I go. And I forget that I even have the spirit. Now I can remember being at the kitchen table. And I was so upset with my children. And they were younger. They weren't teenagers yet. But it was their turn. And all their older brothers and sisters had gone. And so the dishes belonged to two people. It was easy to know whose turn it was. The odd days is this person, the even days is that person. And um, the even day person was at Young Men's. And the odd day person was up in their room, just hanging out. But And I had come home from being doing whatever that was, probably some church lady thing. I'd come home. <laughs> I'd, I'd come home and looked around and said, there's enough dishes here. The evidence says we have gone an odd day and an even day, and now we're on an odd day again. <laughs> like, that's how many dishes are here. And I could just, that's not my job. Like, I have so many jobs. This is not my job. Right? So, what I'm starting to do is look at this evidence. The adversary only uses evidence that's true to tell us lies. That's the truth. He'll only use things that are true to tell you a lie. Because he knows you're not going to buy some weird thing. He knows you're going to buy something that looks true and feels like, yeah. So I'm looking at the dishes and I'm thinking, oh. so I think, well, um, I'm just, if I go upstairs and engage with my daughter, who I know is responsible for some of these dishes, she's going to be like, but it's not my turn. It's not my turn. It's not my day. It's not an even or an off day. It's not my day. 
And if I wait for my son to come home and say, hey, it's your day, he'll be like, but these aren't all my dishes. Right? Well, I can't win. Either way, I can't win. These aren't all my dishes. It isn't my day. So I knew it's going to be just this fight. And it's going to make me crazy because I'm already crazy because I'm looking at the dishes. And so I sat at the table and I was thinking, you know what? My life is hard. I don't know how to mother this. And I don't know why I feel so alone. And I started thinking about, well, it's because my husband should help me more. (laughs) He's been here for this long. He's noticed the dishes are like that. He could have said, without me noticing, he could have said, hey, get over here and do these dishes. You know, whatever. He could have done that, and then I could have came home and it would have been clean. He could have noticed that. But he doesn't even notice that. Only I notice that. And so, um, so I'm looking at it, and then the next thought that comes into my head is, and he is in a man cave right now. He's not looking at dishes and all the stuff other than the dishes and the fact that that daughter this and that son that. And if we say it's dishes time, we're going to have World War III. He's not even gauging in on that. The only thing that I can see is he has a man cave where he can has a remote control and gets to sit there and do whatever he wants. And he could just disappear. So in my mind, I'm thinking, my life is so hard. My life is so hard. Nobody cares about me. Nobody cares what I say. Nobody cares what I think. And if anybody cared about me, these dishes wouldn't be here. If anybody even cared that I existed, these dishes wouldn't be here. Then it hit me. This hit me, Karen. What you're going to is, I didn't sign up for this. I'm out of here. I'm going on vacation. Right? And you know what? I don't care if anybody does the dishes. I'm just going to go buy paper plates, and I'm going to keep them in my room in my drawer, and I'm the only one that gets to use them. You know, things like that. I was learning, hey, not every voice in your head is a trusted voice. And, hey, did you know the adversary only uses true things to tell you lies? And could this be false evidence appearing real? Could what you're really thinking that your family hates you and you hate them and that your life is sticky and nobody loves you, even though the evidence says, yeah, that's true. And then I thought, well, what do you do instead? The neutralizer to all that chemistry that builds and builds and builds to the point where I would do something like, I don't care what you think. Get down here and do the dishes and I'm the boss. You do what I say. You're going to do the dishes. You guys get it done. Work it out. I'm going to go to my room and have a bath. Whatever that looks like. Or go down and open the door. Didn't you notice, honey, that the dishes were so full up there? Why can't you ever notice and help me? How come we're not doing this? I could have done that. That would have been the last battle against my values to cause big contention in my house. And so... I instead thought there's something called wire chemistry that's the neutralizer to this. And I knew that it required, why are you fighting? And I knew that it required, what kind of words do you think, do you speak in your head to claim this power? What, kind, what do you do in your head? And, and I knew that it involved my body. 
my body needed to do something. And so I thought, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? What are you going to do? You're going to sit here and just be pummeled by the adversary at the table about your life? Or are you going to instead try to do warrior? Because I felt like, duh, I don't know how to do warrior chemistry. I don't know how to do this. And so what I thought of was, well, what am I mad at? If it's a lie, then I shouldn't be mad at her. I shouldn't be mad at him. I shouldn't be mad at him. I'm going to be mad at the dishes. <laughs> so I decided I'm going to be mad at the dishes. So I went to the dishwasher, which was full of clean dishes, and I grabbed the handle and remember just feeling in my head this word that said, what bam. And I flipped that thing open, and I thought, I'm going to use my body to do the dishes. That's what I'm going to do with my body. And I'm also going to say words, and I'm going to think things that say, I'm claiming this power on purpose. So every dish that I took out of that dishwasher, I said something about, and then I put it away. And the first thing I pulled out was a fork, and I said, this, this is a fork. I remember saying, this is a fork, right out loud, because my husband my daughter was upstairs. I knew nobody was coming because they knew if we go down there, she's going to say, Dishes! So we're not going to come down there. So I knew I could be down here talking to myself and nobody's coming. This is a fork. And I thought, okay, why? What does that mean? Why, why am I fighting? And so I thought, if I'm going to claim this power and the love that I feel for these people, I said, if you are going to mess with me about these people that I love because they're not doing dishes, then I can do dishes all day long. That's what I decided. I can do dishes all day long if that's what you want to find out. And so I just started doing dishes like I love doing dishes, and dishes, doing dishes like this is killing me. It's killing me. And that was my very first experience with wire chemistry of saying, on purpose, I am going to do something. And every plate that came out for the whole time, and by the end of it, it probably took close to 30 minutes to do that. By the end of it, I was in tears. Because I knew that the Spirit had come and confirmed to me, that is right. And you did it. That's what that's about. You do have that power, and it comes from your place of love, and your sound mind is noticing that this isn't real. It feels real, and it sounds true, because the evidence looks like it confirms the lie. But what's really true is these are the people you fight for. These are the people you live for. And to even say with your mouth, which is what triggered this whole your chemistry thing, for me to say a swear word in my house, we are not allowed to say the word hate at my house. You can never say, I hate you at my house. If you do, then I'd rather have to say a different word, a bad word, than that word. Like, I just don't want to say that ever. And so I said, in my mind, I heard it say so clearly, about my husband. I hate him. And it was like this, this, what did you just say? You just said the swear word. 
And that's what really triggered it. That Karen, you know better than this. You know what's happening right now. You're in a mood battle. And you can either keep marinating in the mood battle, which will take you to a more hateful place, to a more deceived place, distracted from anything you care about, until you finally say, I'm going to lose this battle. I'm going to yell at you. I'm going to punish you. I'm going to withdraw my love and affection. I'm going to treat you badly because you treat me badly. I'm going to go to my treat door in my bedroom that nobody knows about. I'm going to eat all the treats. I'm going to watch TV, whatever that looks like. So our the power that we have is our why we fight. Our love is why we don't give up. What do I love enough that I won't give up? If we know the way I fight well for other people is to fight for me first. If I know how to fight for me first, like to say, I'm making my bed first thing in the morning, like this, because I'm trying to say, I'm fighting for me first. I'm trying to remember who I am for this family, that this is what I claim. I claim this, this spirit. And that I have a great job to do. And our sound mind is literally understanding that our brain has a chemistry to it that we, a lot of the time, um, just because we're going through this mortal experience, can have no power over that because it just happens. It's a chemical dump kind of a thing in our brain. But once we recognize what's happening, I dealing with some chemistry here because I can tell I'm having some strong feelings about something. I'm having some strong feelings about something because if I watch me, I can catch him. I can catch him if I watch me. And then there's things I can do about it. So I'm going to tell you one more experience I had with a sound mind and my love. And why a sound mind, me saying... Karen, not every voice in your head is a trusted voice. And there's something you can do with the chemistry you're feeling. I had just brought my daughter, who was dealing with Epstein-Barr and depression, to a new school. And she'd been going for about half the year. And it was to the point now where she could hardly get out of the car to go to school. But I needed her to get out of the car to go to school because I needed her to have a life. I needed her to know that she was strong enough and brave enough to have a life. And I also was afraid. I was afraid. I didn't want her to feel like that. But because I'd been in some training and become a trainer of these principles, I said, I know what's going on there. She's having big battles. The adversary is trying to take her out and tell her lies about who she is what she's capable of, and what she can't do. And so I prayed at the steering wheel while she was begging me to please not make her get out of the car. And I said, don't even remember what I said. I just remember praying, and whatever I said to her, it was testifying to her of her truth, because as someone with this kind of spirit, I would never make her feel like she didn't matter, I would never make her feel like she wasn't important, but I would tell her why she mattered. And I would tell her why she was important. And I would tell her maybe what was happening in her life that she couldn't quite see. 
Ryan, if you'll get out of this car right now, this is what I'll promise you will happen. And the spirit was in our car enough for her to go, okay. And she got out of the car. But when she got out of the car, that's when I just, ah, I lost it. I drove all the way home. It was a long drive, almost 30 minutes. Drove home and just cried the whole way. And I was so upset because I thought, I know what's going on here. And I hate the enemy. I hate what he does to people I love. And dang it, he's messing with the wrong mom. And I had a whole day full of big things to do. And I went directly into my house and thought, I'm going to shift where I'm at because I can't go save her. But I can tell the enemy who he's messing with and that I know who she is and he can't have her. This is what I did. I went home and I wrote this really quickly because I knew if I, there's two kinds of warrior chemistry. There's a push energy of warrior chemistry where you're saying, no, you can't mess with me. You can't mess with my family. You can't take my freedom. You can't do things like that. You can't do that. And then there's a pull side of warrior chemistry that says, I am having a powerful, meaningful connection with another person that I care deeply about. It can be God or another person. It can even be with a piece of paper about a person that says, I claim this spirit, even though I'm feeling like that. I'm going to claim this. So literally, that thing I do in the morning where I make my bed, I will come to my bed and I make it when I'm in a really hard battle and remake it. Because I know, no, I that's my drill. It's one of my drills. So this is what I did where chemistry-wise with my love and my sound mind. And once I did all of this, I was good. I knew, nope, that's just smoke. A bunch of emotional smoke that the adversary is causing in my life. And what he's causing me to do, like a magician with mirrors, is to say, you're the worst mom in the world. You don't know how to help your daughter. You know how to help her. How long has this been going on? And if you were a better mom, you could figure out how to help her and save her. And so I wrote this and I put it down the hallway. So we're going to read this. I went, her room's upstairs, and from the time, from the moment she hit the top of the stairs, every step she took, she stepped on one of these papers, and it had a treat on it. <laughs> she ste- and she stepped on one of these papers, had a treat on it, and so she had to pick up the paper and the treat, and gather all this, and then enter her room to the end of what it was with the big treat, okay? And it was just treats that I found in my house. Here's some gum and here's some Fruit Loops, and here's some, you know, it wasn't like I went all crazy because I thought, I got things to do, but I am not going to go one more minute thinking that you have power over me there because I know who she is. And so this is what I did. So you're going to say it together. Ready? Enemy beware. Well, that was the first thing she saw. Enemy beware with a treat. <laughs> An amazing daughter of the living God stands here. She is aligned with her truth 
and knows her power and how to get more. I knew this about her. Any who seek to destroy her will have to deal with her protector and champion, Jesus Christ. Still makes me cry. She is armed for battle and does not fear. She is arrayed in her divine beauty and spiritual armor. She sounds awesome. <laughs> she is awesome. Her battle cry is, bring it. At all times and in all things and in all places, I love God and He loves me. You are going down. What the? Right? You see me? Just feeling like, <gasps> this is who she is and you cannot have her. This is what I think of her. This is who she is and you can't do that to me. Be afraid. Be very afraid. You are messing with the wrong warrior disciple of Christ. She will hurt you. She will destroy you. She will crush you. There you go. This is, she was in a room by now. Turn back or die trying to mess with this daughter of God. So, I want you to know that the spirit God gave us he gave it to us on purpose so that we could use it on purpose. And when we recognize truly why we fight, why we don't give up, and we're willing to claim what he's given us, and then think, I don't know what that looks like, but a day and I'm going to claim it because I came here to protect this house, to protect this family. And even though I'm a hot mess at it, I do know God gave me this. And I can either go here and stay there and get further and further and further lost and more fear for my family, or I can fight like the rare disciple I was before this life and I'm meant to be here. Thank you so much for coming.